Hello, you're about to listen to the upcoming episode of Talking Pop with Franchise and Miko. You can catch backlog episodes on Poppy and also on Spotify. Now, let's get on with the show. Geeks, otakus, fanboys, and fangirls, welcome to another edition of Talking Pop with the Franchise and Biko. It's your podcast for everything in the world of pop culture. Pretty much we discuss anything we want to feel like, you know, movies, anime, video games, television, music, and more. And something new comes to the table. Happy Sunday, everybody. Um, as always, I am the Franchise, your host with the most. Of course, uh, usually joining me is Biko, but today I am fine flying solo. Biko's having his birthday coming up this week, so right now he's trying to get previous engagements together. As for me, right now I'm just chilling at Nerd Headquarters at the home of the Pop Culture Geek. And pretty much today's episode, we're focusing on professional wrestling. Yes, tonight's uh, WWE Elimination Chamber will be coming out on pay-per-view and the WWE Network. Of course, I've been a WWE subscriber since the network launched back in 2014. But I've been a wrestling fan. You know, right now I'm back to being the occasional wrestling fan. I've not been following Raw and SmackDown Live for a while, but I've been following through like different sites like Bleacher Report, Cage Side Seat. So I usually go to them if I know what's going on, you know. And I mean, don't get me wrong, it's starting to get better, you know. Apparently, story wise, you know, they brought the McMahon family now. It's pretty much taking over both programming, but they're still trying to keep the same brand separate. And of course, uh, the big thing right now is. Uh, Becky Lynch and Be- Becky Lynch won the Women's Royal Rumble. She was going to face Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania 35. Of course, now they're running a whole um, suspension angle. So now, technically, she's suspended, and now Charlotte Flair's in. It's due to the fact that Becky Lynch is injured. Um, honestly, and also too, they, last night apparently did an injury angle at a house show. Of course, they had Becky Lynch come out, try to attack Charlotte Flair. She Flair took advantage of the injury and took out Becky Lynch. So right now. As it stands right now, set for WrestleMania 35 is Charlotte Flair taking on Ronda Rousey for the Raw Women's Championship. But that's WrestleMania. That's like weeks and weeks away. So I can't wait for WrestleMania 35. Tonight is all about Elimination Chamber. Of course, the Elimination Chamber is taking place in Houston, Texas. Honestly, I have family down there in Texas. Um, well, let's take a look at the card now, shall we? Let's pull up the information here. I'm getting all my info from Cage Side Seats. Which is run by SB Nation, which is kind of cool. I get a lot of like the wrestling information on there. Um, other than that, before we get into like the WWE stuff, I want to take the time and I don't know if you guys have been following the Toy Fair, the New York Toy Fair, but there's a lot of Funko Pops. Like Funko, like allowance, a lot of pop dolls, and I like collecting pop dolls. Believe me, I got a bunch of them in my room. I pretty much got like a pretty much a dresser full of nothing but Funko Pops right now. And of course, they just announced like Jaws. The Office, finally The Office is getting Funko Pops. They announced, like, what else? Um, they also announced Office Space. They announced more My Hero Academia Pops. A whole bunch. So I can't wait for those to come out soon. So I can't wait. Um, other than that, let's get back on to the, the wrestling card here. Like I said, this is going to be more of a pro wrestling type show. So if you're a KJO wrestling fan, 
feel free to listen. Like I said, my podcast is not sponsored by anybody. I just go on the mic and start talking about stuff I like to enjoy. That's just what the whole podcast is about. Stuff that you're passionate about, you know, pop culture stuff like comics, movies, you know, anime. I'm a big anime otaku, so I love anime. So who knows? Man, I'll talk more anime stuff later on. There's more more episodes I record and produce. And of course, hopefully we'll get Biko back on. <laughs> Biko's not much of a wrestling fan, so that's why I decided to take this opportunity and pretty much focus this whole episode on professional wrestling. And if you want to know why I love wrestling, it's because it dates back to, you know, when I was a kid. You know, I grew up... You know, watching Hulk Hogan and watching WWE superstars like when he used to be on Saturday mornings, watch the matches. Hogan was my favorite wrestler, the Macho Man, Randy Savage, you know, Brutus the Barber BK, the Rockers, you know, Hope, you know, Sergeant Slaughter, the Iron Sheik, Bob Backlund. And then, of course, you know, I fell wrestling around that time. As soon as I got older, you know, when I was like my teens, uh, I got back into WWE because of Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, the whole attitude era. You know, you had Stone Cold Steve Austin, you had the UH Outlaws, you had D-Generation X. You had Mankind, who had different personalities. You know, Mc, he was Cactus Jack, he was Do Love, and always back to Mankind, and now McFoley. You know, the Rock and Sack connection, but Stone Cold was my main guy. He was my guy, main guy throughout his whole WWE run. Of course, um, I fell out of WWE on that, and then, of course, back in 2009, I started watching it again because, well, 2008, 2009, because of a certain wrestler from Chicago, who right now is currently doing MMA commentary and did a couple of MMA fights. Yes, I'm talking about CM Punk. I am a big CM Punk fan. You know, I take, I respect him a lot. Because, you know, it's kind of hard, you know, you've done everything for your company not to get, you know, rewarded. He'd done everything they asked him to do, but not getting that WrestleMania main event, you know, it just felt, you know, it was time for him to move on. I'm glad he's done things like comics. He's been, you know, doing a lot of things with UFC. You know, he did a couple matches, of course, he didn't come out on top. But he was doing commentary. He's giving commentary a good thing to go ahead. So, you know, hats off to him. And, of course, I keep up with the Steve Austin show, you know, great podcast because of course i'm a stone cold fan like listening when he interviews like wrestlers and stuff and of course i'm trying to work on my health wise too i've been on ddp yoga i'm already on week eight of the ddp yoga program it's really helped me out i'm being more flexible moving better and it's helping me you know straighten myself get myself more flexible moving around walking better you know it's a great program definitely recommend ddp yoga definitely recommend it now let's get on to the elimination chamber it looks like based on the card here we had a good stack card here. You know, um, there's a lot of matches I'm looking forward to on, you know, on the card itself. You know, it, I mean, the one the one match, I, I put a tweet, like a question on my Facebook page. Pretty much asking, you know, the listeners, they listen to Talk and Pop, who are also wrestling fans, you know, what match, you know, they're interested in. And a lot of people, you know, a few listeners are saying, you know... Looking forward to the first um, women's tag team match. Tag team championship match. And finally, you know, the women are finally going to have a tag team division. Which is going to be amazing. Can't wait. Um, that's like one of the matches I'm looking forward to. And it's like one of the ones I'm looking forward to myself. Because, you know, it's about time the female wrestlers get the respect they deserve. You know, they can do as much as they can as the guys. But it's cool that they're finally going to have their own tag team division. I believe these belts are going to be shared between both brands. So that's going to be real cool. And like I said, chances are you're going to see like teams, you know, competing, defending the belts on both brands of the show. 
that's going to be awesome. So I'm going to go through the matches, and hopefully I don't know how what order they're in. I'm just going to go based on what how Wikipedia has them listed. Um, because I don't know how the event's going to be, like what's going to be the first match and all that. Of course, you got the Braun Strowman and Baron Corbin match. Of course, they're still pushing the whole storyline with Braun Strowman, Braun Strowman and Baron Corbin because it dates back to when Braun Strowman had an opportunity to win the vague Kennedy Universal Championship because, remember, Roman Reigns had to relinquish the title due to he was battling in real life, you know, cancer. And of course, he was going to go get treatment, you know, so the belt was on the line. Of course, uh, Strowman and Brock Lesnar were going to were gonna face each other at Crown Jewel to determine the Universal Championship. Of course, Baron Corbin got himself involved. Pretty much, uh, pretty much interfering in that match, causing, you know, Braun Strowman the Universal Championship. And it's been a twisting turn ever since, you know, at TLC when they had that match. Of course, Braun Strowman had help. And, of course, that there were a rumble. So, Pretty much, uh, to me, it's, it's now going to be a no disqualification match. It's pretty much going to be a simple um, grudge match. To me, I'm looking at more as a squash match, maybe to put Strowman over more. Corbin, honestly, that guy, Braun Strowman, for a big guy, I respect him a lot. I mean, he's already been over with fans, but of course, this is like another way for him to get over more. So I'm probably going to go with Braun Strowman over Baron Corbin. And which brings us to the max match will be Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush versus Finn Balor. Of course, Bobby Lashley right now is the current WWE Intercontinental Champion. Of course, winning it from Dean Ambrose. Of course, Bobby Lashley right now is having that heel run. Right now, it's, it's the first time I ever see him heel because when I used to watch him when he was in the ECW brand, he was always like a face. But it's kind of cool. They put him with Leo Rush, who's also a competitor. He competes in 205 Live by giving him like a manager. Kind of gives him like that good heel character for Bobby Lashley. And of course, you got Finn Balor, who honestly, I've been, I've been a fan of Finn. Ever since, you know, he was in NXT. I saw some of his stuff in New Japan where, um, pro wrestling, you know, stuff on YouTube and, you know, with the Bullet Club, the formation of the Bullet Club. And then when he came to NXT, he was, you know, NXT champion, you know, and of course he was the first Universal Championship. And of course he had a relinquished due to injury. And finally he was able to get his free match, finally a match for the championship against Brock Lesnar. Of course he lost at the, at the Royal Rumble. But, Having him face Bobby Lashley Rush in a handicap match, it's interesting. But with Finn, honestly, he does need a belt. He needs to have a championship. Honestly, hopefully Vince is finally, you know, going with Finn Balor, you know, finally putting a, another belt on him, you know, at least have him have an intercontinental championship. You know, it's good to have Finn have a championship on him. And like I said, I'm going to go with Finn Balor. Over Bobby Lashley in the rush of the course being a handicap match, you know, anything can happen, you know, it's a handicap match, who knows what they're gonna do like. Honestly, if they're gonna go with the traditional handicap match and just have one person tag in and tag out, that'd be great. But I don't see Little Rush being too much of a factor for Finn Balor. I would say Finn Balor's gonna go do the coup de gras, take out Bobby Lashley, and win and be the Canadian champion. Of course you got Ronnie Rousey taking on Ruby Riot of the Riot Squad for a singles match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Of course, honestly, to me, this is like a. Because we still got another pay per view before WrestleMania, so we still got Fastlane, which I believe is going to be next month, I mean, March 10th, I believe. So to me, I think this is going to be a, probably like a squash match for Ruby Riot. Don't get me wrong, Ruby Riot, she's a great wrestler. You know, I've seen her in NXT and. And she does a really phenomenal job. Of course, we're stable. The Riot Squad, you know, having, you know, Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan, you know, two other wrestlers that came up through the NXT ranks, you know, 
to have somebody like Ruby Riot to tag along with and pretty much get over with fans. But Ronda Rousey, I do have to give a lot of respect to her. Um, she's been holding her own, you know, transitioning from a UFC to pro wrestling. It's never easy, especially when you have to like restrain yourself, restrain or hold your punches because you can't really technically hit somebody intentionally and you know sometimes they do mess up but she's been like ever since it's not been a year with the company and she's been holding up her own um she's a champion right now and of course the big plan is for her to hold on to that belt for that match at wrestlemania which apparently might be the main event they're apparently gonna go with two main events the brock lesnar and seth rollins for the universal championship and ronda rousey so right as of right now Defending against Charlotte Flair. But to me, I think this is going to be Ronda Rousey going on top over Ruby Riot, And she's going to retain the championship. But don't discount Becky Lynch. Because even though she's technically suspended or Charlotte Flair, who knows that Charlotte Flair will try to play a factor in this match. Because honestly, since Elimination Chamber is a dual-branded um, pay-per-view, you won't be surprised that she'll get herself involved. You know. Sorry, that's my roommate's cat. Being a little noisy maker. Um, also, we got Buddy Murphy and Akira Tozawa facing off. I get the feeling this is a pre-show match by the looks of it. It's, so it's for the Cruiserweight Championship. Of course, Buddy Murphy's been holding out for a while, ever since winning it over in, at the Super Showdown back in Australia back last year. He's been holding a championship ever since, you know, giving up to Buddy Murphy. Of course, you got Akira Tozawa, former Cruiserweight Champion. So, who knows, maybe it's time for a change. We're going to get a new Cruiserweight champion. So, I'm probably going to go with Akira Tazar over Buddy Murphy. And what brings us to the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Championship. Of course, Brock Lesnar not being the pay-per-view, of course, the Universal Championship is not going to be in line. Due to, you know, Brock Lesnar's contract only being paid per appearance. So, I'm going to have to go. Then you got, pretty much you got Daniel Bryan, who honestly I do love his new heel character, um, I know he's pushing a whole, like, extreme environmentalist, but I do have to give props, you know, especially now that he's got Rowan with him and Eric Rowan with him, and now the championship, which is actually kind of cool. It's like a hemp, wood grain made championship belt. It's been a long time since we've had a custom-made belt since the days of Stone Cold Steve Austin when he had that smoking skull belt, which he wasn't too happy of having the old WWE championship belt. He decided to get the smoking skull belt made. So this is kind of like... Daniel Bryan's kind of like personifying that with, you know, having his own, like, it looks like the regular championship belt, but it's kind of cool. It's actually good woodworking and the use of hemp as the strap. So I kind of like the whole that. And, of course, he's defending against AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Samoa Joe, and the one, and the recently added Kofi Kingston. Of all places, Kofi Kingston gets to compete for a championship at the Elimination Chamber because due to the injury to Mustafa Ali, who got a legitimate injury. So they fell, you know, apparently he had a concussion, and of course the black eye he got by accident from Randy Orton. So, of course, he's out. The gauntlet match, and Kofi Kingston won himself in. And obviously, I don't know if Daniel Bryan's going to retain this belt, but I'm expecting this is an Elimination Chamber match, so anything can happen in Elimination Chamber matches. You know, it depends who's starting first, who's starting last, who's going into the match last. Honestly, the one who goes in last will have the advantage because after all, everybody else has been entering the cage, into the elimination chamber. The last person going in will have the advantage because he'll be fresh, he'll be ready, he'll be prepared. Um, the two final wrestlers I would like to see, the two superstars to be the last to compete in the elimination chamber match, I got a feeling it's going to be Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston. Because I'll say Kofi 
I don't believe he has not hold a major champ. Has not hold a major singles championship in a while. I know he was U.S. champion. He was Intercontinental champion. He's been a tag team champion with multiple tag teams, and of course with the New Day. But it's kind of time, you know. Kofi should step up and you know win the WWE championship. But I get the feeling Daniel Bryan, being you know the new Daniel Bryan, being the heel Daniel Bryan, he's gonna find Daniel Bryan's gonna find some way to retain that belt. But I will say for the final two to be in that chamber will probably be Kofi and Daniel Bryan fighting it out. And whoever wins on that one will be champion. So I have to go with Daniel Bryan. Sorry. Sorry, Kofi. Do have a lot of respect for you. Um, that brings us to the only tag team champ- two tag team championship matches. Of course, only one, which is going to be the tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, will be the, the Miz and Shane McMahon versus The Usos. Of course, you know, you got the whole Shane and Miz thing going on right now since they won the belts at Royal Rumble, you know, end up winning it from the bar. Then you got the Usos winning a number one contender match. And, of course, you heard about the whole thing, like, off, you know, that Jimmy Uso ended up getting arrested for drunk intoxication with the cops. So, and right now, WWE.com said that pretty much, you know, he's responsible for his own actions. So I don't know what kind of stiff penalty that Jimmy's going to play. Who knows if the Usos are going to win or they're going to have to put over Miz and Shane Man. Due to the fact that Jimmy got in trouble with the law, they're going to probably put the Miz and Shane over. Like, honestly, the Miz and Shane McMahon is pretty much like an unlikely tag team. It's kind of almost similar to the Rock and Sock Connection in back in 99. You know, two unlikely people who you never thought were going to be a tag team. Somehow... Find a way with fans and able to click with the fans. So it's really interesting that, you know, Miz and Shane. And Shane, man, this whole himself, you know, being a wrestler. So it's like, it's interesting. But it looks like Miz and Shane are probably going to end up retaining taxi championships. But hopefully I'm, we'll get a good match. Uh, the Usos, I mean, Usos, you know, they've been there for a long time. Hopefully they'll put on a good show. But a good match with him, with Shane and the Miz. So I have to go with Miz and Shane. Over to Usos. And it brings us to the match that I'm more excited about. It is, in fact, the Tag Team Elimination Chamber match for the inaugural WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Excuse me. Which includes Nia Jackson Tamina versus the Riot Squad, which is going to comprise of Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. The Iconics, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, Bailey and Sasha Banks, and Naomi and Carmella. It's a lot of good teams here in this match. And it's real exciting because, like I said, we're finally going to see a women's tag team championship. Ever since back in December where, you know, Alexa Bliss revealed the championships. When she had her little talk show segment when they revealed the women's championship. Because it's been talking around a long time. It's not on Twitter. You know, they were asking, you know, when are we going to see the women's tag team championships? But it's great. We saw how the buzz look like. They look amazing. This is the match I'm more looking forward to. And it's kind of hard to decide because, of course, the heavy favorites are Bailey and Sasha Banks. They're the more favorites going into the Elimination Chamber. Of course, everyone wants to see a face team win the championship. Of course, you got a lot of heel teams. The only two face teams you got are Bailey and Sasha and Naomi and Carmella. So it depends how the direction this match is going to go. Do you want a heel team like Billy Kane, Peyton Royce, or Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville? Luke Morgan and Sarah Logan or Tamina Naya. You want a heel team to win that match? It's going to be interesting. Ever since the women's were allowed, since the female superstars were allowed 
the final elimination chamber match. It's been good. They did not disappoint. But this is, makes it more interesting because this is for a women's championship match. Like it's a tag team championship, because it gives like you know more legitimacy to the women's division. It's pretty much saying you know let's let's keep WWE exciting. Let's do you know keep the fans engaged. And this is about you know what the fans want, and it's great. We're finally gonna get a tag team, a women's tag team championship, and it's great because it's gonna be an elimination chamber. So it's kind of hard for me to pick because I'm like torn between Bailey and Sasha Banks and Naomi and Carmella. It's really torn, but hopefully the last two teams have to say probably the last two to compete for that for that battle probably Bailey and Sasha, and I would say it'll be them versus Nia and Tamina. It'll be interesting those two teams end up being the last two to compete for that championship. So, like I said, I'm looking forward to the Elimination Chamber, you know, pay per view. Like I said, I've been. It's, I've been following around online, you know. I've been watching Raw here and there, you know, trying to keep up, you know, what's going on. And like I said, I'm looking forward to WrestleMania itself. And, of course, we got Fastlane, which will come out in next, next month, which will be the last stop for WrestleMania. And like I said, WrestleMania, I believe it's taking place April 7th of this year. And, of course, Fastlane will be March 10th. Like I said, you have a chance, chance to see it. Go ahead, go on WWE Network, and like I said, it's 10 bucks a month. I mean, you get all your wrestling fix on there, so I personally am looking forward to it. Um, so that will take, par- take care of the pro wrestling side of this podcast. Um, the other half, you know, I wanted to touch a little bit of the wrestling because it is Sunday. I'm gonna, based on what the future of this podcast is, I'm going to try to make this a weekly thing now. Yeah, I took two month, a two-month break, and I was trying to get, you know, my stuff together, you know, mentally and physically. Um, mentally, I'm still, still hanging in there. But, I'm like, there's a lot of stuff going on in pop culture right now. And, then, of course, for me right now, I'm trying to catch up on a lot of anime right now. And, you know, the ones I'm more looking forward to is, like, I've been watching Rise of the Shield Hero, which is a great anime. And right now, Crunchyroll just, uh, just had... Um, just added the dub, and they promised that they were gonna keep adding dub episodes the same time as the Japanese ones come out. So that's actually cool. But I haven't seen the dub episodes yet. I already saw all six episodes of Rise of the Shield Hero, the Rising of the Shield Hero. But I'm probably gonna go back and watch the dub and see how it is. And of course, Crunchyroll had their award show last night that was on Twitch, and I, I myself voted. So if you have a Crunchyroll account, hopefully you guys took a chance. Uh, got a chance to. Uh, Vote for your uh, favorite animes to get elected, and let me pull up the results here. So I voted for a lot of good ones. Let me see here. I can pull up the results here. I'm trying to get on Crunchyroll right now. Ah, here we go. So, of course, well, I'm going to go over through each category. So, honestly, this is like the war show I pretty much follow more. Follow more than I'm sorry, I'm not a big Oscar type people, but I do follow the Oscars, you know, the results and stuff. And of course, um, if you're a fan of Hollywood and stuff, they did announce that they are going to announce all the categories because there was like talks that they were going to skip like the categories this year for the broadcast. But apparently, there's been a lot of backlash, so now all categories are going to be announced live during the broadcast of the Oscars. So, without further ado, let me go through the Country Roll Anime Awards. They were on Twitch, and of course, the nominees for the best opening sequence was Fiction by Sumika for the anime 
Watoki, Love is Hard for Otaku, Kiss of Death by Mika Nakashima and Hyde for Darling and the Franks. That's a really good anime. Definitely, you should definitely watch that one. Um, Deal with the Devil by Tia, Katakuri, Compulsive Gamblers, an anime that's on Netflix, I believe. Pop Team Epic by Sumiri Uisaka for Pop Team Epic. I haven't seen it yet, but I heard it's a lot of funny. The Gretzko theme by Mira Jams, of course, a Gretzko. Which actually is a funny anime, you know, it's on Netflix, it's on by um, Samuel, you know, people do um, Hello Kitty, and I actually enjoy that anime, actually, it's kind of interesting, you know, it's hilarious, definitely enjoy that, especially with the death metal singing, and of course you got Fighting Go by Koda, which is for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Golden Wind, have not seen the anime, I heard that's really good, I had to find time to watch that one. Of course, Kiss of Death, it's a great opening theme song, I actually voted for that one. For Darling and the Franks, so actually glad that one won. Like I said, Darling and the Franks is a good anime. You can watch it in dub or sub. I recommend both. They're actually really good in sub and dub, but if you're a true anime otaku, you're probably definitely going to watch it in sub. Really good anime, definitely recommend it. Of course, you had um, nominees for the best ending sequence. Um, nominees were like, sorry if I'm butchering the names, uh, Kakate Koyoi by Nakamura Emi for Megalobox, which is pretty much like a same like a boxing style anime. I have not seen it yet, but I have it on my queue. I am gonna make time to go see it. Um Akatsuki no Rekyo by Link Horizon for the Attack on Titan season three. I've been reading the Attack on Titan manga, so I'm more ahead of the anime, so I gotta get back and watch season three of Attack on Titan. Refrain by Eimer after the rain. Had not seen the anime. I heard it's really good. Story here by the Pillows for Fully Cluey Alternative. I haven't seen the new seasons yet, but I heard it's really fantastic. That's Adult Swim, you know, brought it back. Uh, Flight Me to the Star by Starlight Kurugumi for Review Starlight. I haven't seen it, but I believe that's on High Dive, I believe. And Spiky Seas by the Pillows for Fully Cluey Progressive. And of course, the winner for that one was Akatsuki No Requiem by Link Horizon Tag and Time Season 3. I believe I did not vote for that one, but I'm glad Tag and Time won something. And they had the nominees for Best Boy. And this one I actually voted too for it. Um, Kotaro Tatsumi from Zombieland Saga. Um, Zombieland Saga is actually really interesting because it's like, they're zombie girls from different eras, and pretty much, um, they get brought back to life. They're from different eras of Japan. And they game put together in a pop idol group. As an idol group. And supposedly they're going to save Saga. So it's really interesting to see the interaction between the girls. And you know all the child relations. You know trying to hide for the fact that they're zombies. And also going through the struggles of being pop idols. So definitely recommend it. I believe that's on Crunchyroll right now. I'm not sure it's on Hulu. But so far I see it on Crunchyroll. I believe it's also on Funimation now. Um, and Verve. And then Honda-san from Skullface books are Honda-san. It's a little short series. I kind of, it's kind of hilarious. Honda-san's basically, he's a bookseller. It's why because all the representation of these characters, like different representations of a person that has a pumpkin head. Um, it's really interesting. Definitely recommend. It's kind of like a comedy, workplace comedy. Of course, my boy, Izuku Midori is nominated for My Hero Academia Season 3. And Sakura Asugawa from Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. That's a really okay anime. Of course, My Hero Academia, favorite one. Uh, Haida from Agretzko and Joe from Megalobox. And of course, my boy, Izuku Midoriya, Deku, won for Best Boy My Hero Academia. So congratulations, Studio Bones and My Hero Academia for that honor. And of course, um, Nominees for Best Girl was Anzu from Hiramatsuri. Have not seen that one. Hinata Miyake for A Place for It in the Universe. Lily Hashikawa for Zombieland Saga. Aspira for Golden Kamoi. 
Nanashiko Kamahara for Layback Camp or Maya Sakurajima for Rascals Not Dream Like One of Those by. And I'm glad this person, this character won for my Sakurajima for Rascals Not Dream of Vinegar Zippa. She was an interesting character because the whole, that whole anime is like interesting because it deals with, you know, adolescent syndrome and all being ignored and, you know, people not forgetting, forgetting about you. It's really interesting. Definitely recommend that anime. Definitely recommend you guys see that one. Uh, and of course, uh, again, also nice the best voice actor for Japanese voice actors. Um, the one who won that one was, Maimuro Miyano as Kotaro Tasumi for Zanai Saga. He won that for English voice actor. Person who won that one was, of course, uh, for this one, I'll name this one because, of course, Mason, most of you people will recognize these actors for, of course, if you watch the dubs. Uh, for nominees for best English voice actor was Kari uh, Walgren for as Haruko Haruhara for Fully Coolly Progressive. Christopher Sabat as All Might for My Hero Academia Season 3, Erica Mendez as Retsuko for My Retsuko, David Wald as the narrator for Mr. Tonegawa Middle Management Blues, Tia Ballard as Zero Two for Darling in the Franks, Erica Harlacker as Violet Evergarden and Violet Evergarden, and of course the winner is the man himself, All Might. Those are why, because I am here. Christopher Sabat, congratulations, you're the voice of Vegeta, Piccolo. He's been one of the legends in, in you know, English dub. He's of history. Congratulations to him. So, of course, My Hero Academia, so far, two awards. Um, then they had nominees for Best Fight Scene, which was presented by Capcom. Um, Hina vs. Anzu and Himasuri, All for One vs. All Might for My Hero Academia Season 3. Naruto and Sasuke vs. Momoshiki and Baruto, Naruto Next Generations. Jiren Goku for Dragon Ball Super. Yami and Licked in Black Clover. Satan and Devilman and Devilman Crybaby, of course. All my, all for one, all might from my hero digging in season three, won this award, which honestly was really good. Like that fight scene, like even reading it in the manga, and I was like curious how they were gonna animate this because in the manga it was so intense, and did like Studio Bones did a great job adapting this fight because it was basically you know if you haven't seen season three, I don't want to spoil for you, but it is a really good fight. You definitely pay attention to that fight, and you can see why it won this award for best fight scene. Definitely, if you're a big My Hero Academia fan, definitely gotta watch that episode where they do fight. It was a really good fight, you know. I read the manga and then watched the anime adaptation. Sui Bones did a great job, so definitely, definitely watch that right now. Um, they had nominees for best protagonist: um, uh, Retsuko from Retsuko. Yumiko Jamai from Katakuri, Combustible Gambler, Joe from Megalobox, Violet Evergarden from Violet Evergarden, uh, Rimuru, Tempest as the time I got reincarnated as a slime, and Sakata Asukawa as Rascal Design Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai, and the slime won the award, Rimuru Tempest. Um, that time I got a reincarnated as a slime is really interesting anime because pretty much it, you know, it's a regular office worker. Maybe a good synopsis of it. It's a regular office worker, you know, he's like in the 30s, you know, he feels like he's got nowhere in his life, and of course, uh, he meets his, like, younger co-worker, his young co-worker, like, respects him as a mentor, and pretty much introduces his girlfriend, of course, to um, a mugger, tries to go get at, get at the purse, he had a knife, um, this guy ends up trying to stop him, he ends up getting stabbed to death, um, he ends up... Thought he was gonna die. He's like, if he gets, apparently he gets a, a spirit or some divine being decides to give him a chance to get reincarnated. And of course, he wants to get reincarnated where he cannot bleed. 
you know, doesn't have to feel pain anymore, not bleed, and then all of a sudden he gets reincarnated as a slime, but a slime with abilities to absorb and get the characteristics of the items or food or creatures that he absorbed. So it's a really good anime. Definitely recommend you guys go check that out. Then they had nominated for Best Antagonist. They had Ryu Osaka for Devil May Cry Baby, uh, Kane Shinjo for SSSS Critman, Offer One for My Hero Academia Season 3, Yuri for Megalobox, Togoshiro Tsushima for Gonna Kamui, Mamanga for Overlord 3, and of course the winner of that one was All for One. One for All for One for My Hero Academia Season 3, because All for One, of course, is the opposite of One for All. Pretty much he takes the powers away, he has the ability to take powers. And then puts him out to anyone he wants. But he has a bit of disorder. So basically he's like the... Basically the Joker to All Might's Batman. So... They did a really good job. Of course, my hero academia won another award. Of course, they had different studios for Best Animation. And the winner of that one was Violet Evergarden won for Best Animation. I haven't seen it. It's on Netflix. I definitely need to check that out. I heard it's really good. Uh, best Character Design was from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Going to Win. Best continued series right now is Dragon Ball Super. Best director was Masaka Yusuo for Devil May Cry Baby. Haven't seen that one, but that's on Netflix. And for best film was My Hero Academia 2 Heroes by Studio Bones. Can't wait for the film to come on Blu-ray. I pre-ordered it on Amazon. Can't wait for it to come in. And pretty much uh, the best anime of the year apparently was Devil May Cry Baby 1 for best anime of the year. I have not seen it. Apparently it's a... Uh, updated version of the adaptation of the manga I believe the manga is really old but they gave it more of a modern gave more of a modern twist to it so that's it for the country world awards you know that's actually really great that was actually a good award program i didn't get the chance to see it last night i was tired but like i said big anime fan Big anime fan, looking forward to a lot of things going on. Like I said, the Funko Pop dolls and all that stuff. Um, this episode's going to be that long because, uh, like I said, I wanted to talk about these two topics, you know, the Crunchyroll Awards and professional wrestling. So I just wanted to tie that. And don't worry, next week I'll have more stuff. Hopefully I'll try to get Biko to come back on the podcast. I know he's been busy. We had two different work schedules, so it's kind of hard for him to get together. And, of course, I'll probably bring back my roommate, Amando, to come back on the program. So probably getting back because believe me, he has a lot of stuff he wants to talk about. And we're going to try to get more people to come out on the podcast itself. And if you guys, any listeners, I'm going to give you guys an opportunity. you have any questions or any um, topics that you want me to discuss on a future episode of Talking Pop, you can go ahead and find me on Twitter. It's at the franchise 85 Like I said, it's at T-H-E-F-O-N-C-H-I-Z-E. 85. You can tweet me on there using the hashtag TalkPop if you have a question for me when it comes to pop culture or, you know, any topic that you saw that you want me to give an opinion about in a future episode of Talking Pop with the Franchise Pico, go right ahead. Um, you can also go to the Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash the Franchise Network, where I post... When I post like share share posts to this episode and all past episodes, I also post stuff on there, you know, in pop culture, like anything I find interesting, post on there. But you can post questions on there as well. If you had a question for me or a topic that you want me to cover, you want me to give an opinion about and discuss, I would like to share that with you. Um, other than that, um, like I said, you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook. 
And like I said, I'm always on Twitter, um, using tweeting stuff I'm watching, tweeting stuff I'm seeing. Um, like I said, this is a podcast is not sponsored. This is independently run, so I'm not getting paid to share my opinion. I'm doing this from the goodness of my heart, spewing out what I love to love, which is the pop culture. Because I grew up on this stuff. I grew up playing video games. I grew up watching anime. I read manga. I read comics. You know, I love to talk about this stuff. And then, you know, I'm trying to give this outlet to you guys. So that's all I have for you guys today. Of course, this is a short episode. I would say I would call this episode 21 and a half. Because it's like a half episode. I mean, I'll do that. This will be twenty one, episode 21.5. Nah, I'll just be episode 21. This will be a short episode. Um, as always, geek on and take care.